Welcome, it's Russians About the World and it's a show where two Russian friends are chatting about what's happening out in the world. So, hello Vlad. Hello Arty. How is the self-isolation? Um, I'm not isolating actually, but I think last weekend my family and I, we spent a nice day out uh, on the beach, you know, and we have a really nice um, spring days here. So it's really a pleasure to stay outside, not actually sitting at home and isolating. Well, I should say that for people in Moscow, it's definitely a better choice to stay at home. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of more cases than you. And yesterday, our president um, extended the self-isolation until the 11th of uh, May. Yeah, how do you feel so, about that? Well, I feel the same. I'm not feeling anything uh, <laughs> already. <laughs> so, what are uh, already dead? You no, know, not dead, but it's like every day is the same a little bit and I'm maybe mentally tired because I'm already like one and a half months since yeah. uh, this started at home. And since I am in a small apartment, it's not so so nice in comparison if I was in a, you know, in a huge villa or something like that with pool and with good weather. But it's yeah. okay. I think we will be out in like three weeks or maybe a month. So we'll see. All right. Um, so yeah. uh, uh, can you say that you're burned out because of staying at home and working remotely? Well, a little bit, yes, because I cannot fully work remotely because a lot of tools that we have, they're not working good. So yeah. Uh, that it's that sucks, but um, it's maybe a good time to create something new. But okay, again, I have this problem that I cannot like uh, be all the day in front of my desk. You know, I need some fresh air and maybe some social stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good experiment of what is important really in life in terms of uh, mental health, I think, and physical also because. Uh, training at home it's uh, it's also not so enjoyable as i thought it will be ah interesting yeah and um oh yeah i just saw some numbers and that's like 60 percent of russians that are working now uh, that are working remotely now uh, they are not happy about that and uh, a lot of them are saying that they are burned out because of uh, the situation uh, and uh, that re they were not ready for remote work. Like even if they had some kind of experience, they found out that uh, working like that long term um, brings them to some uh, downgraded mental condition or something like that. Yeah, Can you but, say that about your colleagues? What are they saying? Oh, well, I'm not uh, ch char ch chat a lot of with them, but I think it's because uh, these jobs that uh, a lot of Russians have, they're not uh, meant to be, uh, 
you know, like uh, outsource work, yeah, or remote. They just uh, a field in a in a field uh, works. So yeah, it's because a lot of companies don't have uh, the right tools, and uh, the people are not used to work like this. Maybe that's that's why the people are have are having this burnout. But because you already work a lot remotely, so you it just it it it's it's the same for you. But it's it requires a lot of preparation, you know, and uh, planning very good your day and wake up early. That's the worst thing that you don't have like uh, some strict schedule that you need to be at the office in some like nine o'clock or ten o'clock. So you have more freedom and it's very difficult to wake up at certain time all the days and not to go to bed uh, late, you know. Yeah. And what about burnout? Uh, just my thought here is like um i don't remember that but like for example three years ago um some people would be talking about burning out and well uh, exactly like speaking about that kind of term in russia we haven't got that kind of word i think and now it's it became like pretty modern to talk about burnout and going somewhere like working on your mental condition and that kind of stuff so what is your opinion about that does it exist yeah definitely because it's logical that and right now a lot of people are into this and trying to figure out how to take this um, time in proper health and uh, mental health and uh, physical health because uh, where you're at home you're like uh, even something like very basic like walking you're like walking a lot of less than you usually do so for the body and for the mind it's very bad you know to be in one place a lot of time uh, okay, yeah, of course, if you have a, a big house with a garden, it's easier to, to carry it. But yeah. well, in a small apartment and uh, without, you know, without a balcony or with a small balcony is difficult because it's always the same every day. The days are, um, the, days are the days are like very, seems to be like very, very short because like you do all the same all the day. And it's like the same as you're in the office, but in the office you interact with a lot of people and here you're like by yourself. So I understand perfectly why the people right now are trying to trying to do something new or trying to find new ways to not burn out because uh, the weather is also not very good a lot of days and this is so depressing, you know, but yeah. it's not it's not a big thing, I think a big deal i think well what the burnout burnout it's not a big deal is it, so do you think it like uh, is it is this thing real or not that's what i'm trying yeah, to understand i think it's real but i also think it's temporary because uh soon this will end or gradually end for a lot of people uh we're gonna make our life uh, you know this is not not gonna take like one year more or something like that or oh, i hope so so, so I think this is temporary. 
do you think that like burnout is only related to the current situation that people are sitting at home and mostly like uh, in usual condition uh, we don't have burnout for people on their jobs when you're in the office for example well, of course you, you have or even you have it more but this the the balance here is that the situation you cannot go outside like for, to take a, to grab a coffee or to be yeah. with your friend in a bar so i think this this affects to our uh, physical and mental uh, state and that's why the people and also the people are getting are running out of money uh, because a lot of uh, a lot of people lose their jobs or they are partly uh, fired so uh, I think this yeah. increase all this uh, all this situation increase the burnout the internal burnout but uh, of course it happened to all of us I think in some point of our lives or maybe like uh, twice a year or something like that if you if you uh, if you mean the serious burnout when you just cannot like work anymore and you're very stressful and you're thinking about changing a lot of in your life and yeah that's something that I think I know, it's very usual no? yeah well I know that you worked in Spain and then you worked in Russia so can you say uh, something about the difference how people uh, manage the workflow in those countries like uh, are they thinking about like burnout burnout in Spain and how they approach that like how how much people should be working for example in Russia uh people expect you to work like uh you know they expect you to max out uh to work super a lot of time and they uh expect to control that as well uh, and most of the office jobs, if we talk about those kind of, you know, jobs. And what about Spain? Do they have some kind of like, you know, control or is it more like relaxed? Well, I think the, the biggest difference is that uh, the people in Spain are usually more social. So you have yeah. like this uh, tradition to go to grab a beer after work, you know, the after work movement. Yeah. It's a lot uh, common there. So it's like very usual for the workers from office or from different places, from even industrial workers. You like uh, when you finish your day, you like go to grab a beer with your colleagues and you just relax, you just talk about something not yeah. related to work usually. And then you just go home. It's like one hour or two when you're like just drinking something or like or, or even with your friends it's not uh, it's not always with your colleagues from work so it, they're more social and always in the weekends they just go outside and try to like like relax and drink something you know like yeah. all, and the entire families are outside uh, in the bars or in the restaurants in coffees so they're like uh, a lot more um, uh, social and this is important for uh, for I think for not burning down because you like uh, you have this fresh uh, you know like fresh uh, how to say refreshing like, yeah you, like yeah. refreshing experience of being outside mm -hmm. and do something that is not always related with work 
or with some to-do stuff like uh, I need to take my girlfriend to see her parents or you know that stuff or I need to fix this uh, the bathroom at home or something like the Russians usually <laughs> do in the weekends because yeah. they, they don't have time to do it in the uh-huh. liberal days. Uh, no, so this is very important, and also uh, the the amount of work in Spain, the hours that you work, are more like uh, determined uh, by the contract. So yeah. usually you like work forty hours, it's like full time, and if you work more, you get pay more. So it's like more very restricted uh, by law, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's different. Here you can work like uh, fifty hours and you get paid like the same as forty because someone just asks you that can you stay or work at Sunday or Saturday, and it's okay, you know, because if you don't, uh, if you say no, if you reject, they can just fire you. <laughs> mm. Ah, I see. But um, well, I feel like um, people there are feeling more secured, you know. Uh, I'm not sure about na- uh, like this time and what will happen after the coronavirus thing because uh, I'm pretty sure that the world will be different. Um, but before that, if you talk about the like normal situation, I feel like people were feeling more uh, relaxed and uh, you know the quality of their life was quite different from what the average Russian has because you know if we talk about people from uh, uh, outside Moscow like from regions and oh, yeah. those people they uh, well I think they have like a lot of them have the opportunity to well, go outside on the weekends and uh, do some you know uh, camping and stuff I don't know uh, to just to bar- to go barbecue uh, but um, mostly I I cannot imagine people like going uh, somewhere um, drinking beer after their job and uh, not all the, all of the people can afford that actually but uh, me personally well I remember when I was working in the office, we had that kind of culture, like maybe already five or seven years ago, we were like doing these beer Fridays and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but beer Fridays is not like quite the same as the after work culture, you know, because you, well, it's something uh, in common, but uh, you do it as something, you know, exceptional. I don't know if you understand, like some uh, kind of party. This is something like it's routine, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah. it's something that is really uh, uncommon for Russians, actually, because when they hear about that people are like every day are going to the bar uh, with their colleagues to drink beer or something, it's really uh, uh, unnatural for Russians, you know? I think it's because... Uh, they are not used to like uh, spending a lot of money in 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 in, in bars and uh, restaurants. I think. Well, in Spain, uh, the people uh, when they go after work uh, to some bar, it's they don't spend 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 a lot of money. It's just like one beer or two beers, something like that. And also the beer, the price of the beer is cheaper in relation to their salary. You know. Ah. 
yeah because they like make more and the beer uh, it's like cost the same or even less than here you know I see. a yeah. glass of wine also or like a coffee here we have this uh, salary like it's like uh, i don't know how much is less than in spain but i think 30 percent also if you compare moscow and madrid for example and uh, the beer and uh, the coffee the wine costs uh, the same or even more in moscow in the center and this, yeah. uh, it's amazing so i always say that the prices in moscow are crazy in relation of the of the income of the people you know because the quality yeah. is is usually like medium or even bad of the beer and of the wine so it's like it's i don't i don't understand that but huh. well uh, moscow is uh, I, I don't think we can just judge uh, a certain like level of people's income because in moscow it's pretty wide you know you can find really poor people here but also you can find like uh, super rich uh, of course but i'm talking there. about the average the yeah average and that's income. why the average is um is higher than everywhere else of course but it's still like 1000 euros 1200 euros in moscow the average income yeah. it's well, not more yeah. than that I think well maybe so, yeah yeah I it's, can it's agree big with that. if it's big if you compare it with uh with uh, regions of uh, of the rest of the Russia of Russia but yeah. it's uh it's not so big if you compare it with Germany or with Italy or with even Greece I don't know yeah so it's not so big okay let's move down to other topics then and do you have some kind of agenda or something that you wanted to ch chat about yeah, today I, I want to chat about you as we were talking about mental health and being at home without sport i want to i want to ask you if you are following some concrete sports to come back and if you are like uh, excited exciting about uh, some i don't know some competition to be restored um well it's a <laughs> it's a tricky question you know because uh even having the opportunity to go out and do anything i want uh except like uh going to the gym uh i'm actually not doing anything and it's really bad it's really bad because i have uh, an issue with my back and uh, a couple of days ago i had like uh, a serious um a, a serious like thing happened like i um because i i'm sitting a lot like uh, almost every day i'm sitting and doing some stuff right um i'm uh I'm not moving too much and I'm actually um, telling everybody that it is important to, uh, you know, to exercise, to do that kind of stuff. And uh, myself, I'm not doing that. And that is why I had this problem and I could, I could barely walk actually. And that was a real, a real issue uh, that happened like uh, third time with me, with me for the last couple of years i think so i went to the uh medical research thing and uh, made some 
back photos and stuff so i'm in the process of uh you know uh being more conscious about how i i'm actually uh working with my body and managing my health um i mean body health like mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to prepare like some kind of exercises uh for my back because i cannot uh lift weight for example at the moment and do some kind of uh, uh you know uh real exercises or play tennis for example which i really like so first the doctor said that i have to um, do uh, special training for my back to make sure it's uh, the core is uh, healthy enough to to do other kind of exercises like tennis Maybe now that you cannot do so much sport by yourself, you are waiting for something to return, like professional sport, to, to at least watch it on TV. Yeah, as you know, I'm a big fan of one fan, and um, uh, I'm struggling now because I was really waiting for Formula One season to start, and it usually starts like uh, it, sh- it should have started like a month ago or something like that. Yeah. And now we uh as all of the other big events it, it has been postponed and uh, they don't even know when it would start and it's really complicated because uh i can understand them uh, they have a kind of responsibility because they are inviting a lot of fans uh, a lot of people who like formula one with their like you know uh, there are families who are going there, friends and people, a lot of people coming there with the kids and that kind of stuff. And of course, it's serious and they cannot just, you know, uh, to uh, ignore that and invite all the people who want to go to watch Formula One event and... Uh, well, they take, don't. They don't survive. <laughs> they pay for watching a lot of money. Also, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, they pay, but also, also their fans. So they, uh, it's like their sport, and they are ready for that kind of expenses, and they are waiting for th- season to start. Uh, like everybody in Formula One, and I think other events as well, where you have this, you know, gap uh, between the season end and season start. You're like yeah. waiting, 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 and then you're like look like really looking forward to season to start. And uh, now we have this kind of uncertainty, and uh, I'm trying to uh, actually um, do something about that. And uh, I found that uh, some of Formula One uh, racers, professional racers, I mean, they started to uh, challenge in the virtual grand prix and it's really interesting because yeah they have like um i I think we've mentioned that already but uh the situation uh changed a lot for like every week situation changes because uh more and more racers understand that there is something behind uh that you know 
screen and uh, computer geek world and they understand that it's actually uh, something like a community a huge community new kind of uh, new type of fans and community that they can reach and people that are interested in formula one but they are actually racing in virtual world and they understood that and well uh, we should mention that mostly younger racers like a new generation of racers like Charles Leclerc, uh, Max Verstappen and uh, uh, George Russell they uh, started to they, they bought this you know sim uh, sim stuff and they like a wheel and pedals and they started yeah. to race uh, there like every week and it's really interesting because you know it doesn't take uh, that long to run a grand prix in the virtual world because it's like it's shorter like several laps and also it's like flexible in terms of uh formats so <laughs> yeah for example today i saw like uh, their stream when um they were like <laughs> uh starting from the grid and they were yeah. reversing it and going uh, forth from the usual direction uh, of the race, you know, of the of the track, uh, and and it's really hard because they remember the track in their like memory. They like if you're a professional racer, I think it's important to mention that they have like uh, all the tracks in their mind like all the turns they know what kind of gear they should use in each turn what kind of speed what kind of breaking points they have there and when they reverse it they have no clear understanding of like uh, you know what's the next turn would be and how they should turn it uh, and how they should act and it's really interesting to see that kind of uh, creative work they do to uh engage with their fans and and community it's really cool but i see that um, uh, racers who are considered to be an an older generation like lewis hamilton and um sebastian fettel and other guys they are like uh, staying uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are like (laughs) staying behind i think and they uh, even they have they have a huge community and I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, fans are waiting for their participation, but somehow they are ignoring that even Lewis Hamilton, who is like considered to be quite, you know, a creative and innovative guy in Formula One, he's like, he's still like not there. And no. it's funny. And what do you think about that? Why, why there is some kind of... Uh, a gap between like he's not that old he's like 30 years or something like 30 yeah. 35 not not that old and th- those guys like uh charlotte Clark and that new generation they are like t- in their early 20s so not that much like not that huge gap so what's yeah. happening well maybe they just have families and all the stuff to do you know uh, or maybe they just don't like the virtual thing. They just enjoy the the real experience. But I don't know. I think uh, the, is the different is the experience very different from the actually from the real Formula One in terms of uh, competition and the visual stuff. And well, 
uh, it depends on the hardware that you are using but uh, as from what i see they use mostly fanatec um, hardware which is pretty advanced it's like uh, it's uh, it's almost similar to a real race car so yeah. you have this you know uh, rig with a seat and three screens and a wheel uh, with with uh, almost like real conditions and uh, it also depends on the type of the uh, software that you are using and yeah, there are like two two top uh, uh, software that they're using iRacing and official Formula 1 game and they say that official Formula 1 game is pretty far from real feelings mm-hmm. for, for races you know yeah. and that's why for example Max Verstappen is is uh, racing only in iRacing uh, yeah. because they say that like uh, and mostly all of the other races that they say that uh, they feel like iRacing is more uh, real in terms of uh, filling the car you know and conditions and the graphics uh, is not that good but uh, they judge how they feel the car right and and also it's important to mention that um in this virtual world they have similar cars and in mm, now nice. like just i think it's important to mention that uh they have uh in formula one they have like uh, different teams uh, like uh, mercedes ferrari and red bull and other like williams and all of these teams they have like uh, uh, their car and each car is different and uh, they have even that kind of uh, a phrase like a championship champions car like uh, a team that has a car that uh, that is possible to win almost every race and for the last for four or five years it is mercedes and before that it was like four years of red bull and before that it was like a lot of years of ferrari and um so it 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 makes like a bit of uh uh, how to say well formula one is not only a single racer championship it is important to understand because it's a team there are, yeah it's a it's a team championship and a single uh championship at the same time happening that's why uh it's hard to uh, describe that for like you know uh uh, it is important for team to win, but also for every racer, it is important to become world champion. So uh, that is why there is a kind of uh, unreal conditions because there is always uh, one car that is faster than others. And uh, the difference could be really huge that we saw from the last several seasons when, you know, they they... Mercedes can land like two or three laps to Williams, uh, right? Uh, it's called lap to be lapped uh, when they uh, can <laughs> they they can uh, go in front of you like two times during the race, and yeah. it's really uninteresting, not interesting uh, for for us as a fans. 
but in this virtual world they have similar cars and the only thing that matters is your skills and uh, also like the the level of your adoption of you know the conditions the hardware your your ability to adapt and uh, a lot of things well i think the similar thing happens when you are racing in the real world so I think my personal opinion that is, for example, Lewis Hamilton is not joining uh, the virtual racing is because he's afraid that he would be losing a lot (laughs) to those young guys. Uh, Because definitely we can see that uh, they are uh, challenging uh, the guys that were racing uh only in the virtual world like you know oh, nice. uh, yeah. who are e-sportsmen right it's yeah, e-sportsmen yeah, yeah. and these guys came uh from from the real formula one and they were like as charles Leclerc said he was like training uh only a single week he was training and he won his first race and all against the, these like, uh, e-sports guys yeah yeah so he was like uh, he was really dominating there and uh, now he started to uh, he joined Twitch and he started to stream and he's racing a lot in different series now so they are are racing IndyCar Uh, for example London Norris as well he's like a leader of Twitch streaming (laughs) Formula 1 guys and he's doing a great job because he's trying to you know to to well he's trying to engage with his community and make a lot of fun because it's all about entertainment right yeah, formula one course. is entertainment yes, and he's working on that he's working for his team and his own brand because in formula one your name is your brand and he's trying to uh entertain his audience how like at at his maximum and he participates in different series of races and that kind of stuff and it it really shows their skills i think because it shows how flexible and professional they are and how they can adapt in in changing conditions and certain conditions and that is my like small concern in terms of older generation <laughs> i don't know how do you think uh, will the shorter formula one uh, calendar affect to the pilots and to the teams well uh, i think i think it's similar to the um um uh backgammon game that we like uh mm-hmm. it's uh, i feel like those are like the cubicles right the conditions yeah. that we have now is like the cubicles that we drop to the board and uh, well not we not us but uh, the uh, uh all this situation is just yeah, yeah. the life uh it's it it it, it drops the numbers yeah. and nobody knows what to expect but how you will take advantage of the situation that you will find yourself in it it only matters and it's interesting it's interesting as well uh, because there it's will be a chance unusual, yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It's I, I don't remember that kind of situation for the last, I think, 10 or maybe even more, maybe 20 years, I think, and in Formula One. And uh, Do you I, think they will start with public or with some spectators or just the pilots on the essential team? I think Would they, they will start in? with uh, only uh, with the pilots on the grid. And uh, I saw a couple of of news that they discussed that kind of format and well we should understand that they it's all about money and in formula one it they talk really huge money there because they have a huge sponsors and huge budgets yeah and uh, they are really uh, eager to start so i think the teams uh, will push the management to start as early as they can to of make course, sure at, yeah. that at least they can broadcast and yeah. if they can broadcast they will have some kind of you know add money so i think they will start with that and after the uh, situation changes in terms of like traveling and it's really complicated because i, I as as we talked in the previous episode uh, i'm not sure that traveling will recover that fast I think it will take at least one or two years for, for well, at least a year for all the countries to open their borders uh, to the normal, back to normal. Yeah, well, maybe for them it's going to be an exception, yeah, for the teams and for yeah, the, but for uh, the fans. broadcasting. Ah, for the fans, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, but still, if we're in this situation, I think if the Formula One can restore at uh, July, it will be... It will be very good for the people to, you know, to 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 follow some sports because I think also for not burning down and for not be depressing, also the sports are very important, you know, the yeah. TV TV transmissions, as it's football, Formula One, tennis, or UFC. It's all. It's 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 gonna be a, right now. I think there's a race to be the first sports to come back. You know, in the world, yeah, like, what which is sport true. is gonna be the first to to be again on TV and that stuff. So, and I think the audience is gonna be very very big for the football matches right now for the Formula One because we are like very we missed it a lot we miss it a lot you know this uh, yeah. competition on tv because right now it's all like vintage vintage formula one vintage sports like all the stars are like uh are like streaming all day or like doing instagram directs to like remember this time in 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 1098 when we used to run against schumacher or something like that yeah 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 or like in football is the same so i think it will be very very good for the people and it will like bring some it will hide some moral and some good spirit motivation for the people to like to go to feel that things are normal you know or getting normal at least because when you see like uh, when you put the tv and you see formula one again it's gonna be like okay so we are coming back to normal at least at the sports yeah. level because right now and you right now it's like a big question a big mystery when we can can we back like before summer or after summer because not well formula one is an exception but usually like all the sports have this like season time that start at some point and then well it's formula one is the same but they they didn't start when it's all started 
they yeah. didn't start their season so yeah. they can't just move it well we'll see i think we're gonna have the answers very soon in may maybe on the end of may and from there we can have more I'm information pretty sure that uh, we will see some kind of decision in may like, yeah, sure. because it's yeah, it's time to make decision in terms of sports because all the people are like oh, exciting about this, but there's like some huge uh, risks in uh, to, yeah, regards uh, like uh, resuming sports. So it's not a uh, easy decision because it's it's uh, Formula One. It's an international competition, so they need to find how they manage to have this uh europe um, season and then asia season and then what countries they can have or they can uh, participate in this short calendar which of them not yeah. and the situation can change like every week so imagine that we have the formula one in russia in september and in august we're still like in critical situation here so they need to cancel this formula one like one week before sure. or two weeks before so it's like it's one of the most difficult sports i think to resume because it's not you cannot like just uh celebrate all the races in one place it needs to be like yeah. different countries so well i saw some uh, calendar uh proposals like the map that was uh, divided by the types of like in season we have several parts like asian yeah. part yeah. middle east and european and uh, they uh, already started to uh, put it on the dates and it looks good because we will see those th all of the th three parts that we have um if the situation is is evolving like that, I think everything would be fine. Maybe it will be even more exciting, no? This short season. And yeah, this this season definitely would be short, shorter than usual. But um, that is why it would be interesting because it gives other teams a chance to challenge Mercedes. But also, it gives the Mercedes chance to to win yeah, to another win world championship yeah. uh, um, faster than usual. Yeah, because he, the other teams the, they will not have this time to prepare or some strategies for summer, as it usually happen, or like yeah. test some new stuff. Well, I will see. We'll see. It's like it's very soon to to i don't know to discuss something about the schedule because it's not even an official one so i think there will be changes so thank you okay. for watching yeah thank you for watching and for listening as well hit the subscribe button and see you next episode